You're not very good, are you? Oh, you're an Instagram model. <laughs> Kill me now. The Codger Photographer with your host, photographer Michael J. Bambook. Or is it Bambutch? I don't know. Hey folks, Mike B., the Codger Photographer Podcast. Good afternoon. It is Friday, December 21st, 2018. It's a balmy 60 degrees out here in Jersey as we speak and pouring, so wonderful happy solstice i believe that is this evening guess what i actually wrote stuff down today so i could talk about it during my show which is still cool and i'll still get to that but something happened this morning that kind of stunk uh maybe if you are a visual creative and post things to facebook uh i got banned for 24 hours and this is the second time in a week that that i've been banned from Facebook for posting something that I guess is considered uh, sexually suggestive or involving nudity. And the photographs uh, in question definitely don't suggest anything aside from shadows and maybe the hint of a body. And it's really, really strange because uh, there is a very janky appeals process that you can go through to get unbanned. And I don't know what or who looks at this appeals process but the initial ban that i had a week ago uh, was actually cleared and you get a fun little note saying oh we're sorry we made a mistake and they reinstated the photo i go to post a photo from that same shoot and i actually did censor it um it was a nipple yes nipple police watch out uh i did censor it uh and the photo was instantly banned i, I mean within two minutes and I went to go through that same appeals process uh, for the photo, and then all of a sudden it just said, case closed, you're banned, you do this a lot. And I don't understand any of this. Look, I know Facebook, Instagram, any of the big social media giants don't give two shits about nudity. That's not their draw, that's not their plan. They could give a fuck about artistic nudity or anything like that. But, I mean, for such a giant company, there should be some sort of alternative, some appeals process where you actually talk to a human. Because I know my photo went through the uh, algorithm and no one actually saw it. And it was just swiped up as, oh, look, it's a nipple. It must be the devil. Uh, and was banned just like that. And uh, if I ever get a chance to speak to someone who works at Facebook, more specifically an engineer that writes these algorithms, I would ask them a thousand questions as to how their AI works. They probably don't even know how their AI works, but it is so goddamn silly. Really is. I. It just blows my mind that there's so much bullshit on Facebook. I mean, aside from political things, um, hate speech and, and groups dedicated towards the annihilation of, of, of groups of people, yet, you know, they stick around. But I censor, I did censor this image, a nipple, and it still gets picked up as something that is foul and terrible. It just, it makes me so frustrated because, A, first I have to censor an image, and that destroys the image. You're taking 
an image that you've crafted, you've cropped, you've retouched in whatever fashion you've wanted, and then all of a sudden you have to go and slap something that that hides part of the image. That's great. And then you post it online, and then it gets banned for no particular reason. It you know it's a losing battle. I know Facebook is quote unquote free, although they data mine the hell out of you uh, as well as any other social media uh, company. I don't know. I'm always looking for an alternative. Ever since uh, Tumblr went the way of the dinosaurs, well, I mean, it's still there, but I know almost everyone that utilized it for explicit material, as they say, um, has scattered someplace else. Uh, I'll say this at the end of the show, but now I'm on Ello, E-L-L-O. It's set up somewhat like Tumblr. Uh, It's a little bit of a ghost town at the moment. But, you know, that's how things are when they start off. Uh, They just, uh, you need to get people onto this service and then sharing and creating. So, I don't know, we'll we'll figure that out. I've already lost my train of thought. But what I've been saying is that it's just a lost cause. It's really sad that you can't promote and show your work. I mean, that's the fee you pay. You have to play by their rules. And uh, I don't see it getting any better. Like I said... None of these places, none of these social media giants really care about that. They just want your information, and they're doing a good job of it. Um, so it's going to be fun when I go to try to promote this uh, podcast on Facebook, and I can't do so till tomorrow. Uh, anyway, <sighs> hold on, some coffee. <sighs> good. Right. Uh, so today, I'm going to talk a little bit about some model etiquette and i do actually mean models people who are paid or work in the industry to be photographed for whatever reason i know a lot of photographers have experienced this uh, as well so please lend a shout out or say hello if this has happened to you but lately or not lately but among my experiences i've always had people cancel on me for photo shoots and it's generally due to an illness. <laughs> I mean, uh, last week a model canceled on me and stated that she had a 12 hour flu. It's a pretty concise flu. Now, I'm not going to reveal who that is. That's not the point of this. I'm here to talk about more the, the bigger problem of people not taking their job seriously. And overall, the state of the industry where everyone is a model and photographer. This is not going to be about bashing models, although it may sound like it. Uh, but no one takes their job, and it is a job, seriously. Now, I'm going to use this as a specific example, but, uh, you know, this has happened more than once, more than five times, more than 15 times in, in my time as a photographer. You know, you go plan a shoot with someone. They say that they're a model. They do certain things and they very well may be a model this doesn't i'm not even just talking about uh models who are assigned to an agency or models who are freelance or just people who want to be creative and be a quote-unquote model um you schedule shoot with them you set aside time during your day you set up your equipment you do lighting tests if you need to do that and then the day comes and you go confirm when the model is going to arrive and they let you know that they are sick. I have no problem with people being sick. It happens. I'm off my game sometimes. 
things come up. But when I go to contact you and you tell me that today is not happening because you're sick, there's a problem. I don't know if it's courtesy. I don't know if it's this millennial generation, though I am considered an elder millennial at 35. Uh, but it's unfair. You know, you waste people's time. I don't understand what goes through people's heads. I can only think that is that they just don't care as much as you do. And a lot of people are not doing this a full-time gig. I, I get that. I totally get that. Uh, when I wasn't a full-time photographer, well, I'd like to think I was a little nicer uh, when it came to scheduling things with people and keeping my commitments. But so much goes into planning a shoot, even if it's a simple test shoot, really. And if you're not feeling well, that's that's fine. But treat it as fucking work, man, or woman. Like, 24 hours before, say, hey, I'm not feeling good. I'm sorry, can we please reschedule? There are very few times that has happened to me, for me, to me. And I do appreciate that. And I just don't appreciate when, uh, you know, I have to contact someone because I haven't heard from them. And then they tell me that they're sick. No, dude, it doesn't work that way at all. I mean, I had this one time, this model. Again, we actually confirmed the night before that she would be showing up at a specific time. And then I didn't hear from her in the morning. And then, again, I reached out to her two hours before the shoot. And she was like, oh, not feeling good. Was puking all morning. And I'm sorry. People are really stupid nowadays. Because in the world of social media, I couldn't help but see that all her Instagram photos were, for, were, for, were from a party that she attended the night before. And that just, just showed me. She either got sick or drank too much and just didn't feel like coming in. Well, guess what? Fuck you. Like, you don't deserve to work. You don't. It's it's not a right. It's a privilege to work with other people. You know, and so when I saw that, I, I completely just said, feel better. I'll let you know when I have a spot open. And, of course, that spot never opened up. I, I, I can't waste too much time. I do this for a living. pays my bills. It puts gas in my car, food in my mouth. And even if you do this uh, as a side job or you just want to try out modeling because it's so fun and cool, just have the common decency to be respectful and treat it as a job. You'd be fired in four seconds if you canceled the way you did at your quote-unquote real job. It's just frustrating. And... I've tried really hard to minimize this over the years by meeting with the person beforehand. I know it sounds like a bit much, but I, if I'm going to waste my time on creative work, I want to make damn sure that you're worth the time I'm spending on you to photograph you. So I'll sit down with someone, chat with them for about 45 minutes, see if I can get a good uh, you know, finger on the pulse of who they are, and you know, if they're okay, I'll do a little bit of testing for 15, 20 minutes. But that's it. Because it's... God, man. You think about all the time it takes to set something up. Like, just have common decency. That's really all I care about. People tell me that I should ask for deposits. You know, 
you know, 20% down and then they get the deposit back at the end. I don't know. I've, I've never tried that out, but we'll see. We'll see. It just, it's silly. If you want to be given the title of model or photographer or whatever, earn your keep. And this means just being a decent human being. Let people know that you can't make it with a good amount of time. 24 to 40 hours is a great amount of time. I will be a lot less mean and snarky if if that's the case. Well, no, I, I won't be mean and snarky. You just won't know. I just won't. Okay, well, feel better. Bye-bye. That's it. Thanks. <sighs> God. Okay, well, that's that. I just have to get that out of the way. Uh, yeah. So guess what, guys? When you're 35, your body falls apart and you feel awful. It's great. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I don't know how many of you are, <clears throat> excuse me, or uh, in your mid-30s or at that time, but wow, things start to really suck. I mean, people in their late 20s say this, but oh, God, 35? Ooh, girl, let me tell you. Uh, no, it's pretty terrible. Um, you have to make an active attempt at, at like lifting a finger to um, actually maintain your weight or do anything. Uh, and I've actually struggled with uh, being a little larger for a good five or six years. Ever since that ex-girlfriend who had a diet of chocolate didn't really help. Um, but anyway, not her fault. My fault completely for having no impulse control. But yeah, uh, you know, given my family's history of terrible, terrible heart disease and diabetes, I'm already like running out of time at age 35. I should have been done doing this at age 25. But I've kind of decided to to try really hard to, to combat that. And... <laughs> One way of it is actually moving. Uh, you know, it is the winter and it is New Jersey. So you are pretty much uh, frozen and eating chili uh, for uh, day in and day out. So I decided to join the gym uh, about th three months ago um, and really give myself just a place, a warm place, because you can't run outside here, you'll die. Well, I'm sure some people do, but they're crazy. Fuck them. Uh, but a place to move, move every other day. Uh, and it's been helpful. Uh, I haven't noticed a huge change. Like I said, you have to work really fucking hard to uh, make even the slightest dent um, in this stomach of mine. But it's something. And as long as you're moving, uh, you know, that's positive. Get that heart pumping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's just been very difficult. Um, but also the way I look at food has kind of changed a little bit, uh, whereas I don't really mind not eating the best, but don't do it every day. And I really, really, really don't think you should call it a cheat meal. It's food. It's good or bad, but it's food. It's not a cheat. Um, it, it's really important to have a variety. I feel like my mom now. Eat in moderation and have a variety of foods. But that's actually kind of true. But also, I'm not going to waste my calories on like a Kit Kat bar or, um, you know, a Dunkin' Donuts on it, which are fucking terrible. Ugh. God, I, they have changed their recipes since, since I was a child. Um, but if I'm going to eat something bad, I'm going to have like, you know, a cannoli cream stuffed lobster tail with whipped cream on top and a cherry. Because it's delicious, handcrafted, well-made, and, you know, if... If I'm going to eat 1,000 calories, probably like 2,000 calories, I'll have that. And I won't feel too bad about it because I am moving. <clears throat> and 
and like I said, that's the most important thing is to work out, get moving. Like Michelle Obama, great arms. Anyway, uh, but get moving. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot. You can like walk on the treadmill for 45 minutes. Yeah, that's not going to make you lose a lot of weight, but cardiovascular is like the most important thing on earth. So yeah, uh, I'm about at 220 right now. I would like to be at 200. I'd be a lot more comfortable there. Uh, and then I go to the doctor and find out what else is wrong with me. But uh, it's a slow movement. But if you're, uh, and I'm about 5'7", by the way, so I'm a, I'm a, not a rotund individual, but I'm built like a, a sack of flour, as they say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're out there and you're struggling in your mid-30s, guy or girl, it's okay. Just remember, move a little bit. Don't get too freaked out at what you eat, but also don't waste your calories on stupid shit. If you're going to have good, you know, if you're going to have a good caloric intake of something yummy, make sure it's worth it. You'll be a lot more satisfied than eating like, you know, like I said, a Snickers bar or a Kit Kat or anything like that. I'm just basically saying be gluttonous and eat something really good once in a while, but don't cheat. Like this morning, I had uh, two slices of whole grain toast, sausage, two eggs, and coffee. Now we're talking about food. This is a great podcast, I understand. <clears throat> but anyway, I feel okay with that because I'm going to go just walk later and then tomorrow I'll do some strength training. And, you know, I'll eat sensibly. Just, it's not ridiculous. Don't do any of these toxic, remove toxins from your body or wraps or juice cleanses. They don't, <laughs> moving your ass and eating okay will make you feel a lot better. So just do it. I'm done with that. All right, back to some photography news. Well, I wanted to talk about this because I'm actually somewhat of a big fan of uh, the Sigma Cor Corporation, Sigma Lenses. Uh, Sigma also makes uh, cameras, if you didn't know that. They're kind of weird looking, and probably 14 people own them. But <clears throat> Sigma is a third-party lens company. Um, used to be pretty bad. And I knew this because I used to own their original uh, 24 to 70 f 2.8 zoom lens. And at the time, I think I had this in around 2005 or 2006, it was fine. I knew a lot less about photography than I do now. It did the job, but you know, now that I look back at those images, it, it was a piece of shit. But somewhere along the line, Sigma decided to get its act together and uh, really invest in their uh, research and development R&D team and start making lenses that could compete with the big, you know, the big companies, Nikon and, and, and well, not Sony, but Nikon and Canon, uh, and started releasing a line of lenses called the Sigma Art line. And they've released a lot of lenses since, I think, 2010, 11, 12, around there. Uh, uh, starting off with the 35 millimeter, 50, then 85, 135. I'm, this is all off the top of my head, by the way, guys. Uh, and then moving into the zoom range with the 24 to 35, uh, I think ultra wide 14 to 24. Now they have the 105 Bokeh Master, which is gargantuan. Uh, but yeah, these lenses are optically beautiful, like just as good as the Canon L series. 
uh, just as good as anything of, of the of the Nikkor, Nikkor. How do you say that? Nikkor, Nikkor uh, lenses uh, for about thirty to forty percent cheaper um, than the first party line, and that's great. <clears throat> I've always been a person to like uh, not buy brand name things. Uh, when I was in fourth grade, I had to debate a kid on his. Uh, Nike Air Jordans, you know, the ones that used to, like, pump up to get tighter. I, do they, did they actually do that? I don't know. But um, versus my Rocket Regulators, yes, the off-brand pump-up uh, sneaker uh, that was probably $30 because, well, I didn't have that. I didn't have much money as a child, Well, nor did my parents, but that's neither here nor there. But I've always been a fan of, of investing in things that do the same thing um, that cost less. So yay, Sigma. But the problem is, Sigma has gone a little crazy. Uh, and the reason I'm talking about this specifically, hold on, let me just check my time. <sighs> okay, we're not bad. We're about at 22 minutes. Oh, weird. Sorry, I have my phone on me. I just got a text from uh, Laura. Hey, Laura, how's it going? Laura, beautiful, beautiful model. Hello, Laura. Okay, anyway. Back to what I was saying. Uh, Sigma uh, just introduced a new lens in its art lineup uh, for Canon EF, Nikon F, and Sigma SA mounts. It's the Sigma 40mm 1.4 DGSM art lens. Yes, it is that art lens. It is our, All art lenses look the same. They have this kind of black matte plasticky finish with a pretty uh, decently rubberized uh, zoom or focus ring. Um, they're nice looking lenses. Uh, you know, they're not bad looking. The problem is size. These lenses are massive. Uh, so this all started actually with the Sigma 85 millimeter 1.4. It is a gargantuan lens. Huge. I think it's uh, thread millimeters are 95 millimeters. That is a huge piece of glass. It's also ridiculously heavy. I think it weighs just as much, or if not as more, as the Canon 70-200 f2.8 lens. This is a problem. It really is. And at first, I didn't think so, but it's becoming increasingly an issue. Um, I don't know what Sigma engineers have in their brains. Maybe they think that larger glass has a better... Uh, better diffraction, I'm probably using that word very incorrectly, a resolving power, that's what I'm trying to say, uh, resolving power than smaller glass lenses, but like, it's getting gargantuanly huge. And this 40 millimeter lens, which odd focal length, right? Because like 35 is generally uh, the, the, you know, what we know is normal or 50, but 40, it's like not wide enough, but not too wide, I don't know. But yeah, this thing peaks out at 2 pounds, uh, 2.65 pounds, uh, 1.2 kilograms, kilograms. It's big. It's huge. Ma uh, maximum f-stop is 1.4. Minimum is uh, f-16. Uh, anything else? 16 elements in 12 groups. That's a lot of glass. Um, yeah, and I don't know if you've ever held it. It's just big, long. It's a intrusive, obtrusive. And, you know, 
that starts to matter as you get older, as I was talking about being fat. Uh, it starts to matter as you get older. Uh, maybe for you young punks that uh, it's okay to carry lenses like this, but your back starts to hurt after a while, especially if you shoot weddings, as I do. And yes, you don't have to have this lens on you at all times, but if all Sigma lenses start to be this big and fat, there is a problem. Your gear bag starts to get really heavy, you know, if you have an 85 in there, and I rented the 105 uh, f1.4 for a wedding. It's a beautiful portrait lens, but my god, it was the first time ever I've had uh, someone at a wedding, a guest, actually stop me and be like, what the hell is that? It's huge. They're big. And, like, that becomes a problem for your back after a while. It hurts. It's not fun. Also, this world is going mirrorless. And I know Canon also hasn't really taken this hint yet, but, you know, mirrorless bodies on average are generally a little smaller than your regular DSLRs. The weight is going to become off balance with that distribution of such a heavy lens and such a light body. And you're going to need to add grips and things. It's, it's too much. And also, I know it says these lenses are weather sealed, but they're not that weather sealed. I wouldn't take this out in the rain for more than five minutes, to be honest with you. I don't know if they have that rubber gasket or if it's sealed in the right places. And there's no IS. And I know IS image stabilization for you folks that don't know what that is. Uh, a lot of the Canon L lenses have it built in. Um, and I know it's not that important for something in the telephoto range. But when these lenses are so big, after a while, you start to get a little shaky. I know I do because, well, I don't know. I maybe have something wrong with me. But it gets difficult um, to carry these lenses around and not have image stabilization, uh, especially if you're a Canon shooter and you don't even have it in body. But anyway, first world problems. But yeah, uh, and also Leslie, uh, to, to nip this in the bud with the Sigma speak, Sigma is notoriously inconsistent with autofocus. I don't care what you say. Oh, it has the USB dock that you can... Um, you can calibrate it for your lens. You know, it doesn't work that well. I've owned the 35 and the 50 and the 24 to 35 art series lenses. And my keeper rate with them has always been less than with the Canons. So here I am actually... <coughs> here I am actually going against what little fourth grade Mike thought is that maybe sometimes it's important to buy... Uh, you know, first-party lenses and such for a little more money. You're going to have them a long time, especially if you're a business. Maybe if you're, a, you know, a creative type that has, you know, has less cash and just shoots with these, <laughs> that shoots with these casually, uh, it's a lot easier. But not where I am in my life, you know. For the longest time, I had the biggest decision between the 85 1.4 uh, Sigma lens and the new Canon 85 1.4 IS, and I ultimately went with the Canon. It's $500 more, but you know what? It's going to save my back. It's smaller in my kit. It's all the things that I need in my life. So, food for thought. Sigma lenses. Beautiful, beautiful image quality. Inconsistent autofocus. Uh, and heavy as hell. That's really where I stand with those lenses. Yeah, okay. 
I'm tired. You can't talk for more than 30 minutes. It's really, this is why this podcast will not be more than 30, usually, hopefully. Because A, you'll be bored to hell. And B, well, I can't talk that much. I need more coffee. Excuse me. Anyway, yes. Okay. Next week, uh, we'll talk about what it is to be a business in photography. What I've learned in the past year. This is my second full year as a business. Uh, the things I've learned are the things that you should do, the things that you shouldn't do, because I've done a lot of things that you shouldn't do. Uh, maybe we'll talk about donuts, because I love donuts. Uh, <laughs> that'll be fun. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. I'll say it. Christmas. It can happen. Kwanzaa. I would say Hanukkah, but that already happened. Uh, winter solstice tonight. Yes, and also, if you'd like to follow me on social media, fun. Here's how to do it. First, find me in iTunes, the Codger Photographer Podcast. Very easy. You can also email me at the Codger, that's C O D G E R, photographer, at gmail.com. Send me a note. If you want to find me on Instagram, oh my God. <laughs> if you want to find me on Instagram, Photographer Michael J. Bambook. Or if you want to be American about it, Photographer Michael J. Bambutch. Those are my handles. Or at my website, www.photographermichaeljbambutch.com. Wonderful. Thank you guys for spending this time with me. I'm going to go light a fire and sip cocoa and watch The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you later. You're not very good, are you? Oh, you're an Instagram model.